You're listening to the Dirty Dozen Podcast, episode 30. This week, we're continuing to discuss the 12 artists you should be listening to. This is the second of three podcasts, and we will discuss four artists this time. Remember, it's not just new bands, but maybe some you've missed. We'll cross genres, and hopefully you'll leave the cast with some new songs to listen to. Last week, we discussed four bands, Asylum on the Hill, Dirty Honey, Revoltaire, and Rock Candy Funk Party. So if you haven't checked it out, be sure to do so. But feel free to listen to this one first. Whatever order you want to go in, that's fine. <laughs> now, it's time to join your host, Rob Heitman, and returning from a skiing excursion in Switzerland, Jacob <laughs> Newkirk. Hey, welcome to the Dirty Dustin Podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Jacob. Thank you for joining us for part two of the 12 bands you should be listening to. Before we begin, we'll be critically reviewing the songs we will share under 30 seconds of each tune, unless there is a specific issue or criticism that we may need to highlight. Then we may do a second clip. We have made Apple Music and Spotify playlists. Just search Official Dirty Dozen on either service to listen to our lists in their entirety. This way, all the money for playing tunes will always head back to each artist. We have also created a current episode or Dirty Dozen playlist, which will automatically update with each podcast to the current podcast. So subscribe once and always be updated. And we're just going to go and continue what we were doing last week. And uh, we're going to be continuing on the 12 bands that you should be, 12 artists. There's actually not necessarily bands, uh, 12 artists you should be listening to. Hey, and we're continuing to drink Buffalo Trace along on this episode. And we're also drinking a little bit of La Crocs. Oh, no, it's LaCroix. LaCroix. <laughs> Depending where you're from. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I like that Croc stuff. LaCroix. <laughs> LaCroix is like the shoes, but better. <laughs> LaCroix. <laughs> and then LaCroix. It's just to kind of balance it off. We, if we drank, we're, this is a long episode for us because we're doing all three of them in one sitting. Uh, so if we were drinking bourbon the entire time on its entirety, we would be on the floor by the end of it. Yeah. Might be entertaining to listen to. Yeah. It would be for a couple minutes, but the second and third episodes would be like, (laughs) what are they even saying? I don't even know what they're saying. They're not even talking about music anymore. (laughs) Only those are Beavis voices. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? Just, you know, turn into Beavis and Butthead voices only. All right. So let's go at uh, the second episode. We have two artists to present to each other. Would you like to go first, Jake? Okay. All right. This is a band formed in 2002. They're called Seamless, and it's S-E-E-M-L-E-S-S. I first saw them on Headbangers Ball back when it like came back again, and immediately I had to look them up, and I always used to say that this is basically like the band that I would want to be in or sound like. It's basically a super group of guys from other bands from like the East Coast, I think Rhode Island, Boston, New York somewhat bigger bands that kind of they just did this side project but the biggest name is probably a guy named jesse leach who's the singer and he's in kill switch engage he was originally and now is back in that band which is more on the metal side of things even though he has a wider wasn't he in like overcast too is that right Yeah. Yeah. yeah one of them was in overcast yeah i think he was yeah i think it's the same guy yeah okay Oh, well, you're you're kind of over in that area, so you yeah. may have known some of these bands when they were up and coming. Okay, yeah. interesting. But yeah, Jesse, he has like really great soulful pipes, perfect for this sort of band. It fits that sound. Great lyricist, very raw and even spiritual. His dad's, a, I think, a Lutheran pastor, so I think some of that kind of comes in through where he's at in life. 
And he's also open about struggles with depression and mental illness um, nowadays, at least in his writing. But also, this band has one of my favorite drummers, who is Derek Kurswill. Um, his playing I've ripped off so much at this point, and I ended up getting to know him. And Wasn't actually, he playing with Striper? He did. He played one song on, or maybe he did it, his Striper album. The name kind of yeah. hit me. Yeah. He uh, he's a he's a studio guy, so I think he did an album, uh, a lesser known album for Striper. But that's the thing. This guy lesser is, known for Striper. I yeah. doubt that. <laughs> maybe when they weren't in the uh, the black or in, <laughs> and yellow leotards. But um, yeah, this guy we'd end up hanging out at the shows when he they tour the West Coast. Oh, that's cool. Um, and he knew I loved his custom D drum acrylic kit that he had. So eventually he sold them to me for really cheap when he oh, was nice. he got a Gretsch endorsement, and so he was actually touring with a band called Unearth at the time, and he was like, "Well, I'm going to be going through." He's like, "Meet me at the House of Blues in back when that existed and on Sunset." So I pulled my Kia Sportage up there and like met him, and then we like we just loaded it into my car. You don't, you don't have to go dropping the bomb on the Kia Sportage. You don't, you don't, <laughs> it's don't a, brag. Hey, it's, it's a, a it's, it's a humble where brag. I was in life. It's a humble brag right there. <laughs> But he's he's a sweet dude, so talented. And actually, you can see the drums I played today. They're the black, smoky black acrylic ones. You can see him in a lot of the old videos then. He was in Kingdom of Sorrow, Jamie Josta from Hatebreed. So yeah, um, he's a great dude, plays in tons of other bands. I think he's driving trucks now, actually, though. Maybe doing both, because, you know, being a musician doesn't pay much. So Seamless was around in what era? They formed in 02, and maybe 06 or 07 is finally when they just said, let's uh, just not do this anymore and I, I i know they all loved it but i just think maybe logistics things that were going on they're just like let's stop beating a dead yeah, it's hard to make a gig so in, they had two November. albums and i guess they could be considered in that stoner rock space but it's really just hard rock and heavy blues but yeah so i think let's just start with my favorite song it's called uh in my time of need off the first album and like i said i think if if you come from a place of faith i think some of the lyrics can uh stand out to you in, in some of the stuff that jesse wrote but apart from that the riff the drums just is just one of those uh killer killer songs okay cool let's take a listen to in my time of need <laughs> It's going to do a little breakdown. Okay, I'll listen. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> so that, that's fine. Sorry about that if I screwed that up. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Did I jump back? Is that what I did? Yeah, you went super far back <laughs> to like the whole uh, second. Oh, I'm totally sorry. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I'm like prepping my next thing. I'm like, okay, let's go. What do we got next? I just want to make sure I was. You weren't present. Up. I was, I wasn't present in all of it. I was listening, but I was like, <laughs> like I heard the same thing I heard before because I did. <laughs> yeah, because it was that exact thing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like the, the, the bridge isn't doing much for me, Jake. <laughs> I heard it briefly at the end there. So, what else we got from them? Hmm, I'm kind of torn out. There, there's a song on the second um. That I really love, but it's nine minutes long. Well, we're not going to listen to nine minutes. Oh, I know. 
Let's throw it in there then. It's called Things Fall Apart. It represents sort of the other side of what they can do. Really super. It's one of those ones where you put headphones on and you could just disappear. A lot of hope in this song, okay. um, but really well put together. Pink Floydy at times, but... Is there a yeah. specific area we should go into the song? No, just... because it's, again, one of those songs where there's just so many different parts of it as it builds on itself that it's no, like, 30 seconds will really tell you what it is. But, okay. hey, but let's, we'll put the whole thing on the, the full list so people can hear it later. Yep. Yeah, Things Fall Apart. I think it's the last song. Jump far ahead now. Yeah. Just a few moments of this. It's very western. It feels like it's slimy. Yeah, yeah, it's good. But yeah, like I said, there's all these different parts of it that kind of build. I can see the Floyd kind of. Yes. I was, actually, I was actually digging it there for a minute. I, I like this song. That was good. Yeah, there's so many parts too. Like you just have to let it play start to finish to really get that song. But we just can't do that now. But yeah. Okay, that's good. Check One it. more I think you got. What do we got? This one, let's just go with, it's called In My Blood. It was the opening track off the second album. Again, kind of maybe on their heavier side, but there is a lot of the melody, and I think there's a really cool breakdown part, too. But I dig this sort of space, totally. Yeah. You know, for me, the music is good, but the message and the lyrics and the stuff that they'll bring yeah. forward, because I like the heavier edge of things anyway. Yeah, I think that's where we're, we're similar. Like, we like the heavy blues, so a lot of the, yeah. the bands are derivative. That's why I think I like what's called stoner rock or whatever. It's just, it's pulling from that sort of space, too, so... A lot of my picks probably will would be categorized in that area. Okay, let's hear from Seamless. In my blood, <laughs> Kimosabi. That's what they. That's that was the full name of it. I don't. I don't know what the Indian in parentheses. Came from. <laughs> in my blood, Kimosabi, but in a good way. No, I'm kidding. It's just in my blood. There's no Kimosabi in there, <laughs> but there could be. But Kimosabi is silent. <laughs> yeah. Oh. that's in double brackets afterwards what are we drinking tonight oh bourbon that's right okay that explains uh, we're not drinking beer okay no i'm actually drinking Lacroix just as much as i'm drinking bourbon but i don't know if that just as much is a good thing <laughs> 12 ounces of Lacroix, 12 ounces of bourbon half and half <laughs> oh gosh anyway here's in my blood by seamless Seamless. One of my faves. There you go. That's good. It's it's interesting. You know, I mm. yeah. It's never I never heard them, so it's it's always good when I haven't heard it and you know they have some talent. Yeah, dig in. Now this next band that I'm gonna do, <laughs> you've heard. And I think they've just been underappreciated. 
Seals and Croft. Not Seals and Croft. <laughs> Seals and Croft. That'd be awesome. Uh, I am talking, of course, about. No, I won't make something up. <laughs> what? I was gonna make something up, like like, like really, really just like Bing Crosby, of course. <laughs> yeah. You may have heard of him, Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> Underappreciated Metallica. <laughs> No, this is a band that is underappreciated, and they're actually still making music today, and most people don't know that. And actually, after their first album, most people don't know. Their first album was pretty big. The name of the band is called The Toadies. Oh, yeah. I only really know that for some. Yeah, I know. That's like most, but they're they're still releasing. The last Mm -hmm. album was 2017. They took a hiatus over Mm -hmm. there, and they got back together as a reunion. And then they started making music again. So um, yeah, I almost went to see them. They were touring with Super Suckers, I think. Mm-hmm. And I almost went to that, but I didn't. I remember I was on the radio station when I used to do that sort of thing, in a college radio station, mm-hmm. nothing professional or anything. Not KLS. Uh, no, not KLS. It's just some like local dinky radio station. But we did a metal show, and I remember I come from the water hitting oh yeah that's a good tune it got the album and rubberneck with their first studio album is amazing and is really home to most of my memories of the toadies the rubberneck right when did that come out uh that came out in 94 yeah because i remember like playing drums to that because it's a cool like uh i don't want to yeah take away from your picks but i remember there were certain songs so many songs that album almost every song is good well possum kingdom Mm -hmm. which is the big one right right? yeah and backslider and tyler and I get pretty much all of them, right? I Come From the Water is the first one I want to talk about. It was one of the first songs written by Todd or Vaden, or whatever you want to call him. It's Vaden Todd is his name. So uh, Some people call him Vaden, some people call him Todd. Just don't call me late, late for dinner. I'll be here all the week. <laughs> but it's about being brought up by his father, who was really religious, but he also believed in evolution. It was kind of a, a mix, which you can do. I know people who are like that, actually. Same. You can almost hear the ZZ Top almost influence in the boogie in this part. And it's kind of interesting when you're sitting back and after doing all what we do, it's kind of interesting to hear little nuances. Anyway, let's hear I Come From The Water off of Rubber Deck. Oh, yeah, that's I Come From The Water. That's off of their first album, Rubberneck. Now, uh, I'm going to talk about three albums real quick. These are next three. In 2001, they came up with the follow-up, which was Hell Below, Stars Above. Good album, a little light on hits. I love Push The Hand, which would have actually kind of fit in on Rubberneck, I think. Press Against The Sky was kind of something new and a little newer direction they went to. Uh, But they're not standout tracks than the other ones. They're good, but... Yeah, and that's what happened, really. And they kind of fell off. Yeah. And then in 2008, when they came back, No Deliverance was their first album on the rebound. I want to talk about one of those songs on there. It's called Song I Hate. It has the soul of a toady song, but it's a good example about the way the band developed into the new space. 
But before I get there, I just wanted to talk quickly about the album Feeler in 2010. It wasn't one of my favorite Toadies albums, but Dead Boy and Waterfall is really good on that one. If you picked up like today's albums, and I'll, I'll, you would know it's the Toadies. And you would still mm-hmm. feel it. They still have that energy. They still have that sort of way to attack a song. Vader Todd is still there. It sounds like he's a Star Wars character, actually. <laughs> Vader and Todd, not Vader Todd. <laughs> I think I said Vader Todd. That was pretty funny. <laughs> Vader, I am your father. No. Uh, Vader and Todd Lewis, who's the singer. And he's really the heart of the Toadies. Anyway, so let's listen to Song I Hate off of No Deliverance. <laughs> Why do you hate it? Uh, it's not really the song I hate. That's the name of the song. The name of the song is the song I hate, and I don't hate it because I want to play it. So let's listen. Okay, that's song I hate off of No Deliverance and JK that song, obviously. So um, <laughs> obvious. <laughs> so let's those are the three albums, Hell Below, Stars Above in two thousand one, No Deliverance in two thousand eight, that was the jump. And uh Feeler in two thousand ten. So let's move forward to uh two thousand twelve. They had play rock music. Play period rock play period music. I guess uh Right off the bat, Rattler's Revival has a really cool feel. It gets low, solid. The Summer of Strange has some departure moments, but in a good way. Uh, it's definitely worth a listen. That's a good album by them. Uh, and Heretics in uh, 2015, they do a jazzy or acoustic feel of some of their tunes on the Heretics albums. They weren't just reworking their hits, but also some new songs. And they did a, a really cool version of Heart of Glass by Blondie. Which doesn't sound anything like the Blondie version. Thank God. It's really worth a listen to see their interpretations. And it's a good place to start if you're only familiar with Rubberneck and you want to get into some of their other work. I'd say Heretics is the place to go because you'll get a little tie in the Rubberneck. And uh, most notably on their hit Possum Kingdom. Yeah. They did something. And uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. I just want to talk about the last album. I've been waiting for you to play that song. Yeah, well, we're going to get there. We're going <laughs> to play the, the Heretics version. The not, yeah, yeah, not the first version. One. But just real quick, on 2017, they had the lower side of Uptown. The first song shows how much they've grown, albeit like they're ripe with age. It's 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 good. When I Die is solid. You can hear that they're the same guys. It's really good album. Although there's, a, there's this one song that takes a jazz lounge detour. Uh, but hmm. it has a saxophone in it and a bunch of things. Hmm. When they did uh, I Put a Spell on You by uh, Screaming Jay Hawkins yeah. in there. But even that was really good. It was just different. And it was a really good, solid album. So if you want to listen to the newest stuff, by all means, Lower Side of Uptown, good album. I can only talk about three. It was really hard sure. for them. I wanted to talk about all three from, from Rubberneck. But I'm going to talk about one we've all been waiting for. Of course, Possum Kingdom. Now... Possum Kingdom was actually a lake in Texas, where the band's from. This is Vaden. He said, It's just a story I heard a long time ago. It's just a really cool, eerie lake. And some stuff I heard and some stuff I just sort of made up. I tend to do that. It's got all these spooky names, like little corners, like Hell's Gate. It's like really (laughs) cool. And the story was birthed from a real tale of a stalker in Tyler, Texas, who was peeping in windows and started breaking in on people. 
So Vaden started thinking about why would somebody do that? And he started getting in the head. And then he did a song on Rubberneck called I Burn, which is the same character that's in Possum Kingdom. And the idea was that there was this holy people throwing themselves into a fire to go to another place in a higher entity. Hmm. And he's like, well, Possum Kingdom is that higher place. It's also that he transformed to this other entity floating around the Possum Kingdom Lake. And he's trying to talk this woman into crossing over to join him and taking something beautiful and burn it and make it something better. But he says he was really into Stephen King. He was really into all these dark things. And he started uh, listening to it. So it's a really dark song, Possum Kingdom. Sure. Yeah. And uh, But you never really knew what it was about. And people said, oh, it's about, you know, some rapist. It's about this. It's about that. Mm-hmm. But that's what it's about. It's just really interesting. So let's take a listen to the reimagined. And it's going to sound a little different because it's reimagined off yeah. of Heretics. This is Possum Kingdom. Decide to walk with me. Round the lake tonight Round the lake tonight By my side Right, that was Possum Kingdom. It's just so good to hear. You kind of want to just sit back and listen to the whole thing. Yeah, that that song is nostalgic for sure. Yeah. Anyway, they went through a couple of bassists and a couple of guitarists, and uh, Resnick was on drums pretty much most of the time. So, yeah. Hmm. There you go. It's kind of interesting that it's a band that you've heard of, but it's like you don't really realize they're still doing stuff, and that's why I right. thought it was appropriate. Because if you played that song. For people to be like, oh yeah, I know that song, but they wouldn't know any other songs maybe, or that it's still an active band. Right, right. That's why I played the version of it that I played as opposed to the actual version, because I'm like, oh, that's too staple. You want to hear my next one? You got it. What do you got? (laughs) Okay, this one. Underwater Donkey Farts. That's my album. (laughs) I love that band. That's the best band ever. This one might be maybe a little more on the the metal side of things and then all my other bands that I have here, but they're not just metal, but so this is a band called King with a Y K Y N G. It's a three piece, really talented guys in uh, LA here. Like I said, definitely moments of metal, but they're basically a heavy rock band with real good sense of melody and hooks. The singer has such a high range at times. He's, he could do Chris Cornell stuff like easily you could tell that guy it's just he has that range and then the bass player has a great voice and they harmonize together so many times it's just it's really really beautiful and be careful when you look for this band by the way it's a condom brand is there is it? i didn't even know <laughs> oh never mind okay why why be careful then but there's a rapper called kyng as well oh same name the same oh. name yeah okay so two of the guys originally came from like the spanish metal band called Ancla that i had seen like key club at some point didn't um, really realize that at that time that what the band turned into later but and actually i met pepe the drummer when they were first coming up he was uh, friends of derek from seamless who i talked about before who i got sure, drums sure. from so that's how i kind of went introduced to him and then later on our bands would play 
shows together on the same bill in LA when they were like kind of coming up, but obviously they went much farther than we did. As as much as the like I said, singer, guitar player, and then the bass player, as great as they are, Pepe is like when you see a guy, he's a beast on drums. He's like a a gorilla. The way he hits so hard but fast, I think is super underrated. You could even go on look at because he's uh, endorsed by D Drum as well. You could go and look at like clinic things he's done. He's amazing. Sweet dude. That was when you were in uh, Revelation Killpool? Yeah. Then yeah. we would play certain shows around that time. But yeah, like I said, it's metal, but vocally it's just great and lots of hooks. They're still around, but I think they're slowly disappearing. But they seem to be less active as time goes on. They haven't left albums 2016. Yeah, okay. Not too far, but still, considering the cadence of how they were releasing them, it's, it's different now. It was like 11, 14, and 16, and yeah. we're 2020 now. So yeah. we're waiting. Yeah, maybe I'll send him a message and yeah, say, what's up? Step it up. So anyway, uh, first song, I think, was the first song that I was introduced to was called Falling Down. I think it's a good place to start with this band. Okay, it's off of their first album. Mm-hmm. So let's listen to Falling Down. Great movie, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was good. Falling down. Good. I was getting into it. Okay, next one uh, is Takes Its Toll, which is also off that, that same album. I think all my three are going to be off that first album. Cause... Was that when you played with them? Yeah, and that's when I think they were really... I think, and this is just my theory, speculation of that first one was they had time to craft these songs that just made them happy. And I think at some point, obviously, labels get involved and try to make songs a more radio. And It's the hard part with all bands, really. <laughs> totally, it's like yeah. The first album you've had, your whole career to create, maybe even years. Yeah, to write a bunch of hits. Yeah. yeah. But then when you release an album, you have to come up with the same amount of hits in a year or two. In a year, <laughs> and while you're touring on the road, yeah. playing other stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you end up just forcing it. A lot of times people are trying to put it together in two weeks in a studio. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, it takes its soul. Let's take a look. <laughs> Anything to think about this one? This one's a little bit um, different speed. Kind of has uh, just a little more groove. Kind of, uh, yeah, you'll you'll hear. It's a very rock candy. A little, uh, little softer, I think, but yeah. still not less rock. <laughs> was good i liked it a lot yeah yeah it's like you can tell it's good like i take a second i'm like save you know add playlist you know? <laughs> so, so yeah yeah good tune i mean for three guys to make this sound no it's, it's great really yeah, good yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's they're really good i like it so um so the last song is called don't Trampled screw it up Sun. on the last one yeah i might let's hear what it sounds like i forget uh, trampled sun yeah this is about like what is trampled sun about I don't know. I think that's uh, what you want it to be. Are they like trampling on the sun? Or are they trampling somebody's sun? Or? I think the sun with a U is trampled. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
ow. It's like, I'm going to step on. Yeah, I'm burning. I'm burning. Okay. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm losing my mind. All right. Ah, sorry for that. Come on. It's still good. That was so Soundgarden. Oh my gosh, he was totally. It, it was yeah. totally trying to get in that Cornell space. The fact that he can hit those notes, I know, is always like, amazing to me. Yeah, it's like Black Hole Suns, you know, yeah. Trampled Sun. Was and he's the, playing the, guitar. The, oh yeah, the, the continuation too. Well, and he, even that album, the first album, I think the artwork is the same. It's like the the guy that Tool uses. So it's like, yeah, there's all this um, stuff you okay. can tell well, it's good. from others. Yeah, let's get two get two uh, two uh, bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna throw a band out here, and I'm gonna shift gears for me. Okay. I'm gonna go into a progressive metal band out of Sweden. Okay. The name of the band is Seventh Wonder. Oh, don't you know that guy? I do. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Andreas, the bass player. But when I knew him, I didn't realize how good they were. I really didn't. Like I played some of his songs. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but then I realized how amazing he was. He had like a feature on Bass Player Magazine. He's brilliant and. They're just all the guys. It's kind of like Dream Theater. Everybody's ridiculous, right? Mm. And but they he actually helps craft, which I didn't know at the time either. That he nicest guy ever, by the way. And I got to play with him when we we're in California here, mm-hmm. and uh, just technically amazing, good, amazing bassist. Just technically, he plays a seven string bass. Yeah, because he was just he, he couldn't be <laughs> strung in by more it. strings. He needs more strings <laughs> than the guitar, you know that sort of thing. <laughs> Mercy Falls. There's one of his albums is. It's a concept album, but it's a story straight through and actually has twists and turns in it that are unbelievable. By far, that's one of the best albums that I, it's one of my top albums, period. I'm glad I didn't know it when I knew him because I would may have treated him differently. Yeah, sure. Ended up hanging out and great guy. But yeah, he uh, he does, he works with the, the main guy, uh, Tommy Karavik, who runs his Camelot, is this other band. And he does is actually has some success. They've had five studio albums and one live album. Wow. The first album was Become, uh, Standout Tracks, or Like Him and The Damned. They had an old guy on vocals who was replaced by Tommy, actually on tour. Like, he recorded the album with somebody else. And then they said, no, you're out. <laughs> Bring oh, this wow. Guy in. And then Waiting in the Wings was the second one. There's a song called Star David, which is really good. Uh, Waiting in the Wings is really good and Walking Tall. And then Mercy Falls came out. And I tell you what, Mercy Falls is a story about a man who gets in a car accident and finds himself in a coma. He goes to this place in his coma called Mercy Falls. While you hear what's going on on the outside in him and you see how he's reacting and living in this other world. And then at the end, the second to last track, there's a twist that's just like, it blew me away because I wasn't expecting it. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's just a great story outside of it. Fantastic. Okay. I'm just going to walk through the albums real quick and then I'll, we'll go back and I'll pick my songs. Then after that, they had The Great Escape, which was 2010. The Earth is being destroyed sort of thing. And these people escape Earth on a spaceship and get out a refugee ship to another planet. And things don't go well. And that's that story. 
Then they did their live album, which was live in Atlanta. They headed Prog Rock Festival. They were the headliner for uh, one of the nights. They've done it a bunch of years, actually. The album's really quite good. And then in 2018, they came up with this album called Tierra. Amazing. Just an amazing album. It's based off a poem and a film. A film is called Anidia. Uh, A-N-I-A-T-A. It's a, it's a foreign film, I guess. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the universe is a simulation and people were enslaved by the use of these dream machines. Anyway, it's getting kind of deep. <laughs> but in reality, they have this girl, Tierra, girl who is the only person who can negotiate with these people who are doing this enslavement. I think like Matrix type of thing. Mm-hmm. And she negotiates for Earth. And that's what it's about. But the songs are just killer. You can see how they all grew in their musicianship. I mean, Mercy Falls is just an amazing album, period, because of the storyline and everything that runs through it. Let's start with, should I start with Mercy Falls? Uh, Yeah, let's do Mercy Falls first. I'll just pick one track. Welcome to Mercy Falls. You have to take the album as a whole. That's pretty much it. Sure. It comes into the part of the story where he finally awakens in Mercy Falls, the coma victim. Love the intro, the guitar tone, the hook. Verse is good. Chorus is catchy and... It almost has like this poppy intermission. And then the solo instrumentation. Oh, my gosh. The guitarist is crazy good. And if you watch Andrea's play, he does tapping on the bass. Mm. He has a video out on YouTube. If you do Andreas and just type Andreas and arpeggios, and you see him doing arpeggios just like going through it, blazing. It's just an amazing thing. Let's go to Welcome to Mercy Falls. Let me just break it up here a quick second so you can hear some of the musicianship. Anyway, that's Welcome Mercy Falls. And wow. The drums, I'm like, you got to hear that. <laughs> the dude is amazing. Yeah, I, dig the drum. I was more impressed by that the guitar tone, oh, and the vocals are really good, too. Like, I was already hooked when I was hearing all that part. Seriously, Mercy Falls, just sit and listen to it, and listen to the story, and it's like, the, the second to last song will hit, and you'll be like, what the hell? Yeah. And it was just, kind of, you kind of get the vibe of it, and it's, oh my gosh. So yeah, good. and I know that we, we've talked about this guy, because I know you know him, and we discussed them and then I know the band name, but I never actually was able to go listen to them. So this yeah. is my first time hearing it and I'm yeah. impressed. Like they're, they're amazing. And it was like, I didn't realize when I was playing with them that, and I'm probably glad that I didn't. What he's capable of. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. no, I saw him. He was ridiculously capable of crazy. Sure. Stuff. And I'd heard little, little snippets of it. And I know mm-hmm. he's like a virtuoso because it was clear yeah. by playing with him that he is. I didn't realize the the music was so good yeah and the the whole package and all right <laughs> but yeah yeah he was in the u.s for a year he worked he went over here for work because he works mm. in any place so he does both so he was over here for work for a year so we got to play with him a little bit so it was fun nice uh all right uh the next song is off of the great escape which is when they're escaping earth because everything's falling to pieces which is really hard to imagine the one song that I really wanted to pull out was called The Great Escape, but it's over 30 minutes long. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I decided to uh, highlight another song, which is just 
an amazing song. It's called Alley Cat. The instrumental sections are just ridiculous. The chorus is actually catchy in the song, too. So let's listen to Alley Cat. Once again, let's get a quick listen to some of the instrumental stuff. Yeah, but they have a their keyboard player is really good too. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's been crazy good. <laughs> it's like virtuosos. It's just so, just so good. Well, and the thing that I like about it is because I don't really typically like virtuoso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Acts yeah where yeah, I just because yeah, yeah. it, it's impressive, but it doesn't like you know. But the get story you off. and the song and like yeah. a good progress, a good concept album is amazing, and it's. I was gonna say this is different because there's still this like musicality and very good like arrangement and they they know it's and they tasteful have hooks too and yeah. stuff yeah, yeah that's why I think this is it sets it apart from most of the prog rock or metal bands because it's yeah there's something that keeps your attention and not just like okay he's doing something I could never even dream of doing on an instrument you know yeah this is a the last one I'm gonna do is uh called Tierra it's called Tierra Songs Part One actually off of the Tierra album, which is musically my, my favorite album by them. As much as the other ones were building, it, this mm. is there. Okay. The story's good, though I didn't want to gloss over that. With this song, the synths kind of bring you in, and then you get hit over the head with some really good music. Vocals are really solid. They have a video for this one, which is killer. In fact, I, if you want to come over, I, I'll, I'll play the video. And we'll, and we'll listen instead of the track, and I'll show you it, so you can kind of get a feel for who they are. And you will listen to the video, okay? Uh, drums, bass, guitars, keys, vocals are all darn good on this. So let's listen to uh, Tierra's song, part one, off of Tierra by Seventh Wonder. <laughs> There's a thing they do later on, and it's just like just past. They did a uh, they do a bass solo and a guitar solo, mimicking the same notes on different octaves, playing at ludicrous speed. Oh, nice! And, but it's, they're all playing the same thing. It's crazy, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just it's just amazing. So anyway, uh, all right, that's uh, <laughs> seventh wonder. That was my second one. Cool. So uh, now it's time to put one artist from each person in the top six. And the bottom six. The other person, of course, will do the ranking. I will put uh, King in the, my first bucket, and I will oh, put yeah. the other one in the second. Seamless? Seamless, yeah. Oh, you like King better? Okay. I like King better. I thought they were fantastic. Oh, I mean, okay. I like the message, and I like the, the story of Seamless, obviously. Yeah. But King was like, the it stands stood out, out for me, yeah. Interesting. Cool. Good, good. For me, 
yeah having never heard seventh wonder and being pretty impressed now um i'm intrigued so i would put them in the the top six now toadies i'm more familiar with so um maybe that's why i just i'll put them in the lower six now yeah it was so hard to put together yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so okay cool so everybody just get ready next week for the finale of the artist you should be listening to uh we went through uh four today which was seamless king toadies and seventh wonder now uh we have uh each have two more left so we're down to the last and then we'll put it together and we'll maybe come to a semblance of order in this at the end of it so anyway thanks so much and i will see you in a week with the continuation of part c of this podcast thanks so much bye now